Hello, everyone. How are we today? I'm doing great. Are you doing great, Scott? I'm great, fucking Scott? awesome. Great. Hey, today's movie is one of the best movies I can ever remember from the 80s. The Breakfast Club, starring Emilio Estevez, Paul Gleason as the uh, the pain in the ass, I think, assistant. Vernon, yeah. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall, um, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, and Ali Sheedy as the main characters in this movie. Um, I, do you want to give the description of the movie? Sure, sure. Okay, okay. you're it's, good at that. Um, <laughs> we, we are still obviously very deep into John Hughes, and this is probably uh, one of his most uh, fondly remembered movies, yeah. Um, yeah. The Breakfast yeah. Club. Uh, this just involves members of each social class in high school mm -hmm. the geeks the jocks, jocks the weirdos the princess you know the the preppies and uh right. the losers um to put it mildly right and they are all have to spend attention together and what happens is they realize that they have more in common than they have yeah not and um i think the movie is summed up best with anthony michael hall's character on his final essay that is narrated at the very very end and i find it a very touching movie and oh, also yeah. you know yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna get into it a little deeper i find it a very problematic movie but a very good movie yes really okay yeah we will we will discuss that. Interesting. <laughs> There's a lot of issues with this movie in 2021. Um, oh, that's 2021. <laughs> right. Because we can when we know better, Dave, mm -hmm. we can do better. <laughs> right, right. This is so thank you, so, G.I. Joe. Yeah, yeah. So there's things that there's things that John Hughes did in here that I think he um, you know, it shows the time. Right. And and I'm not gonna rake the man over the coals for what I consider a great movie. Um, but it has problems. Mm -hmm. However, that is the setup. And like I said, we'll get into that as the, right. as we discuss, um, it's, it's a neat premise. Um, the kids get, get sent to detention and instantly you have the main villain basically is assistant principal Vernon. Right. Um, he's a total fucking asshole. Um, no matter you, what yeah. he, he, and he plays this role really well. So the, the kids, the main characters have a common foil, a common enemy right there. Yeah. However, they're too busy looking at each other right yeah. now before they finally figure it right. all out. Right. Um, the day progresses and they do become friends. And uh, in the end, I think it has a somewhat happy ending. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely part. in the end, it has a very good, a very good. Uh, it's got a it's got a message without it's got a big really message. pounding you over the head with it. Like, like too many movies would beat you over the head nowadays with this. I don't think anybody's talented enough to be this subtle and yet blatant at the same time. <laughs> that's, that's that's what I was going to get to. That's one of the best things about this this particular movie from John Hughes. He There's a message in here, and it is mm -hmm. fucking strong. It is just oh, yeah. glaring right in your face, but it's done subtly. But right. it's still screaming loud. Yeah. You, can't, you cannot miss this message he in here. Don't be a dick. He's literally shaking the viewer, like, listen to me, listen to me. Yeah. But it's not a, it's not like so many writers would do it today, where they would be, listen to me, listen to me. You're a loser if you don't agree. You're, you're just trash. 
you know, it, yeah. insulting, like insulting your intelligence. John Hughes had a way to write that and say, listen to me. I, I have something to say. These kids, these characters have something to say they do. about what's going on in the world today. Yeah. Well, let, yeah. let's 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 break it down. We have Molly Ringwald, who plays Claire, who's the Claire. preppy rich girl, yeah. uh, shows up in a nice BMW with her dad. She's got her diamond earrings and everything. We all yeah. knew that girl at school. Oh, yeah. um, you have uh, Emilio Estevez. I, I love Emilio Estevez as yeah. an actor. I, you yeah. know, I will watch that man in anything. Um, and he doesn't get enough work. All right. If he does, I haven't seen it. <laughs> he may, <laughs> you know? I don't know what the, he's been doing for the last few years. He just seems know. to have disappeared from Hollywood. He, he did a string of movies, um, did really well, uh, Mighty mm-hmm. Ducks, uh, stuff like that. Uh, but yeah. I always, I always relate to him from Young Guns. Um, Young Guns was good. Uh, Billy the, the Kid the was a great his brother is a garbage man. Repo Man? Or no, Working Man or something working like man. that. Working Man. Yeah. Um, working Man. Working men, yes. Yeah, before Charlie went fucking total bonkers. <laughs> Jesus <Yeah>. Christ. <laughs> yeah. bro. That's a funny movie. That's one of the few movies that I like his brother in. Yeah, and you know, and Charlie, I, I love Charlie Sheen and Major mm-hmm. League. Major League is one of my favorite, yeah, yeah, I forgot all-time about favorite Major comedies. League. Yeah, that's, that's um, a good movie too. And I've always found it interesting about Emilio that he chose to keep his name and it kept right. keeps him separated from the Sheen family, even though you know he's Martin Sheen's yeah. son, Charlie Sheen's brother. Yeah, you look brother. at him and go, young Martin Sheen. Yeah, but no, yeah. He, he kept kept his name. And I thought that was really cool because that helps set him apart and you know who yeah. he is. Um, yeah. You have Ali Sheedy. Uh, plays the character of Allison, who's just just weird, and I love well, her, her so parent, much. She's got <laughs> money, or she comes from some yeah. kind of money because she pulls up in a Cadillac, but she steps out of the car and just drives away. And you're like, holy shit! And when you hear her story, you're about ready to fucking cry, man. Yeah, you're like, holy! That's that's one of the worst things a parent can do. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's um, and and that's just it. Um, and we'll get to that here in a second. We've got um, Judd Nelson who plays John Bender, the bad boy. Um, right. Yeah, Judd Nelson's great. Douchebag. He's great. He's he's he is really good in this. B- yeah. Bender's a fucking douchebag. No matter how you slice it, even though I have sympathy and empathy for him when he tells his story, he's still a fucking douchebag. <laughs> but I, <laughs> so. if you look at him, if you look at that character, if let's say he skipped. That particular day, had he skipped, um, what do they call it? Um, detention. Detention. Those four would never have gotten along. They would have stayed separate at their tables. They wouldn't have done anything. He is the Joker character. He oh. is the he is the clown. He is the prankster character that comes in and starts picking on everyone, and he starts pulling what is inside of everybody out. And I think he does it for jealous reasons. He wants he wants to know who these people are, but he doesn't know how to talk to them. No, he, he doesn't. He doesn't know how to just sit down and have a conversation. Or say, no, hey, and- man, how you doing? He's, he's pulling shit out, and he's forcing them to look at themselves. And in the meantime, he's turned around, and it's backfired because he's had to look at himself. Yeah. And he, he at the end, doesn't like what he sees at all. Uh-huh. No, and it's it's hard for him to get there, and it's like, yeah, he he yeah. starts off, he gets better, yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, but I think it's, so. I, I think what you you just hit on is a great point that I didn't even catch. Mm-hmm. None of this would happen without Bender. 
Right, um, right. They would have he, never even talked to each other. They'd have sat there and done their thing, but he was such a jerk that they had somebody to kind of join against. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a, a central. He's a central character. Um, wow. But when you when he first sees Claire, you can see he just fell in love. Oh yeah. But yeah. he has no idea how to talk to her. Fuck she no. looks at him, and you see she's attracted to him right away. Yeah. Like those two are like, there, there's chem- chemistry there, but neither one knows how to do it. She, she's not going to do it because she's a princess and all her friends are going to laugh at her. That, that comes out later in the movie. It does. But, it does. Um, but when he starts picking on her and he starts talking to the jock and he's messing with the, with the nerd kid. Yeah. You know, the only one he doesn't fuck with is Ali Sheedy's character. No. In the whole movie. Because she's not just sitting there being quiet. She's just, she yeah. hasn't said... What, he can't find anything minutes, to say about her. Yeah. 45 minutes of that movie go on and she doesn't say two words. And then no. finally, Claire says something. I forgot what the line is, but she says something about like, uh, uh, um, I'm, I'm too pretty or people, people, everybody likes me or something. And all Ali Sheedy's character does is kind of look up and go, ha! And then kind of looks back down and looks away and her hair falls back in front of her face. And Claire just turns around and looks at her Shut up! <laughs> she hasn't said two words in forty-five minutes of the movie. <laughs> now, now speaking of that, this movie is about an hour and a half. It is predominantly dialogue, um, which oh, is oh, yeah. impressive. Which is it's it's hard for me to watch something that doesn't have a lot of things going on to keep you stimulated. And I have to give John Hughes mad props for writing believable dialogue. But it's also part of the reason this movie doesn't hold up as well is because of the 80s slang that's in there that people are going to watch like, what the fuck is a neo-maxi Zoom dweeby? I'm just saying, I know, you know. The only the only reason you know <laughs> is because this movie created that saying. All right. Let's <laughs> see, that was 1985. 1985, we were like totally watching these movies, like for sure. Um, and we like knew like what a what a Neil Maxi Zoom deep dweeby was, man. Yeah. Like, sure. I like whatever he, he's asking her, like uh what the like are, what club does she belong to? Yeah. And and she's like, Well, I belong to this club, that club, this club. And then um he looks at Michael Anthony Hall, and Michael Anthony Hall's like uh, I belong to uh, the the physics physics club, uh, yeah. the chess club, the math club, and and he's like, wait a minute, dork, what did you just say? And he he looks at the princess, and uh, uh, Judd Nelson looks at Claire or or at uh, Molly Ringwald's character and says, well, do you belong to any of those clubs? And she goes, no, those are those are like academic clubs. They're not the same thing. He goes, but to him, they are. It, you know, they are, they yeah. are, uh, what is he They are social clubs, demented and sad, but social. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's laughing like I knew all these guys and all the, I was never in any of the clubs, but I knew everybody that yeah. was in these clubs and they were all very nice people. I mean, I knew guys in the math club and the, yeah. the chess club and people in met, meta, beta, whatever the hell clubs they had, you know, I knew all these people. I wasn't well, never part of them and I would never be asked to, <laughs> to have been in any of them at the time. But they were all friends. They, they, yeah. you know. I, I can't believe I missed how crucial John Bender is to this entire story. 
Yeah. Um, Without him, there's no story. There's no story. There's no story. And 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 I'm just going to go ahead and get right to it. To me, he's one of the most problematic characters, just the way he was written in 1985 um, with just suggesting raping Molly Ringwald with, hey, let's go impregnate the prom queen. Holy fuck, dude. Really? And then sticking his head right between her legs. Um, This is I found myself laughing at that. And I'm like, now I look back and I was like, why the fuck was I laughing at this son of a bitch? This is wrong any way you slice it. Now, um, I'm going to I'm going to go into a little bit of um, I just finished reading an article from a few years back from Molly Ringwald, an interview and an actual big article that she wrote uh-huh. for The New Yorker um, about this movie and about really? um, okay. yeah she sat down with her 10 year old daughter to watch this movie mm-hmm. um and was prepared for anything that would come up and one of the things that um those are not her that's not her underwear you see i'm just Why saying 10 year, well no because she was underage at that yeah. point her, her daughter wanted to see the movie and she wanted to make sure she was there to watch the movie with her in case she had any questions versus right. watching it at some other person's house because right, she knew gotcha. what happened. So okay. that's why she did it. She felt that 10 was still too young, but she yeah. feels a lot of the jokes went over her head, which they probably mm-hmm. did. Um, and I could see that because I missed a lot when I first saw this at 16 right. years old or whatever. Yeah. Um, but she goes, one of, one of the most, the things I took away from this article with her that she wrote was she talked about John Hughes' ability to capture adolescence, to capture... Yeah. To capture people and the dialogue and the feeling, and he was just fucking wow. brilliant. But he, how he could really he do? Is. How could he do so well and have such a blind spot to his blatant misogyny mm-hmm. in there? And and that's a fair point. I but mean, that was part of the time too. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and she says that she says that, and it's and it, and it's one of the things I will always hold to. And she mm-hmm. even goes into it is. While this movie has issues by today's standards, you mm-hmm. you don't censor this shit. It's art. It brings up right. conversation. Right. You and I are discussing now how Bender is talking about raping somebody mm-hmm. who sexually assaults somebody in the movie, and it's made as a joke. Mm-hmm. I personally would not write that today in 2021, but John and Hughes tended to do, and you I might, might, and that's I fine. might write the joke with the head between the legs because it's funny. It's 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 a moment that a guy like that might do something like that just to fuck with her. He may well, not he absolutely have absolutely he wasn't he wasn't really trying to do anything to no, her. It doesn't he was matter. just fucking with her. You know, <laughs> yeah. he knew she was gonna not not you know nothing was gonna happen. But the how I always remembered that scene did not play out the exact way. I always remembered her like slamming his head between her legs. That's what. And then, like, because she does that in the movie, that's what we watched last night. But I remember whenever the guy leaves, as she's backing away from the table and he's crawling out, I remember her just fucking hitting him and kicking him. Like, you know, you but asshole. That kind of, and, and, but that's not what happened. I think she hits him once and then she yeah. calls him asshole after he's gone. But I always, I always remembered yeah. her just like fucking wailing on him as he's leaving and like giving him a kick. And that's how I always remembered it. So when I saw it last night, I was like, that's interesting that they didn't have her do that. Because in my head, that's how I always view it. That's how I always see her character. Right. And one of the one of the problems. um, 
I don't know where I was going, but yeah, I mean, I, well, I, well when he I, says I let's that. impregnate the prom queen, <sighs> but, he, but he's got great. everybody against him and he already knows he's got everybody against him in yeah. that room. Yeah. You know but, what um, I mean? Here, here's he knows the thing. he's doing shit just to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's poking the bear at that point to see how far he can go. I can see that. But would you do that? I did that when I was 18. But would you do it now? I'm 56 years old. No. Thank you. I might write it. Okay. I mean, I that's fair enough. It, and I, I guess because my, you're creating a character. You are creating you know? a character. And um, here's my problem. Okay. It's okay that he wrote the character that way. Uh-huh. I'm not saying he shouldn't have. I hate that Claire got with that at the end. I have. Well, she, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. Um, I have issues with that's how it ended. And that's why, um, believe it or not, now, now, now hear me out. This uh-huh. viewing of the movie made it, I enjoy the movie even more after this latest viewing. This right. movie means more to me now um, than it ever had. I got uh-huh. more out of it watching it last night. Even though I, I'm, I'm picking apart some things that I don't like. I don't like mm-hmm. that Claire and John Bender ended up together. Um, See, and I, I love find, that. I think that makes her a weak female. See, and I and I don't, and and this this is why I don't. I mm-hmm. think she started out as a weak female. Sure, I think she just got and, weaker. <laughs> and see, to me, I thought she got stronger because when she goes into the room to see him, she's doing it on her own. She's not she's not being forced in. He's not dragging yeah. her in. She goes to see him and make sure he's okay. And she knows. Yeah. She knows that he's showed a sign, a side of himself, which is much weaker and which is much oh, yeah. more, mo- much yeah. more uh, fragile than he'd ever allow anybody else to see. That and is she saw it and he let his soul out to her. He did it in a, and I know it's hard to see it whenever you watch the movie sometimes, but mm-hmm. watching it last night, realizing what his character represented like the the clown, the 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 jokester, yeah. the when when you realize that and you see him pulling all of this out of these people, almost almost dragging it out by by sheer force yeah. of will. Yeah, he forces them to acknowledge, and they're they're pointing their their drudgery at him. They're pointing their hatred at him, but then when they're out there, when it's laying flat on their lap. They realize they're not mad at Bender. They're mad at him because he they got them to admit it. Yeah. To 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 look at their soul. But at the same time, he wasn't ready to look at his own. No. And he did. No, he was. He looked at his and he was like, I and it really comes to fruition when the teacher and him are in that room together. And the teacher's bitching at him and saying something to him. And Bender realizes this fucking guy is right. Everything he just called me, everything he just said about me is absolutely right. Because you can see it on the character's face. And then yeah. whenever he walks out of the room, he's just like, what? Wow. Like, he's changed, from, especially from that point on. He's not the same guy that they started with. That is correct. And I think that that's the character Molly Ringwald's character falls in love with. Yeah. Even though yeah. they're getting high and, and he's fucking with her still. He's still pulling that out of her because he wants to know, can I love this girl? Can she love me? And I think by the end of the movie, they see what they're each missing in the other one. And and that's, that's why they get together. 
It's not I, because he's a big dickhead and she falls in love with a big dickhead. I mean, that's part of it. He is yeah, still kind part of, of it. He's a big fucking dickhead. But if, he sees, <laughs> but if he sees anybody being a dickhead to her, yeah, he's not gonna like it. Yeah, you know I just, I, mean? I, I just don't, I just don't, I can't, I can't go there. I can't go with the Bender Claire. But I see his importance. Right. And uh, the thing this movie does for me is uh-huh. it does take me back. I find it this a very triggering movie. Um, if somebody's gone through any type of bullshit bullying in high school mm-hmm. or stuff, you're going to probably right. be triggered by this movie. Yeah. Um, because I can relate to Anthony Michael Hall and, and Ali Sheedy's character. Absolutely. Um, I understand that. I know I know the John Benders. I knew them. They were all a bunch of fucking talk. They acted tough. They were mm-hmm. just, they were shitheads. Um, mm-hmm. and they were weak. Um, do I I mean I don't I just don't I just thought Claire could have done better, but I understand. <laughs> I understand the writing right. and it's just a personal thing. I just don't right. no, I get it. I, I don't I like totally that. I don't I, like that. Um I think he could have made it more plain that Bender wasn't the same guy. That he was. I wish he would have. I wish um, he would have. And maybe today in 2021, he would. Maybe he wouldn't. I don't know. Um, right. So, um, yeah, it's it's nothing to blast this movie about. I, uh, I think everybody should see it. Um, and I'm not even going to put a warning. It's from 1985. Everything from the 80s should have a fucking yeah. warning on it. Warning, it's going to offend you. Uh, <laughs> warning, this is probably going to offend something. If you gotta wear diapers because you pee your pants every time you hear a bad word or or you get offended, don't watch the movie. Oh, that's a movie that we review. I'm telling you right now. (laughs) I'm not even going to talk about the use of fag and faggot and everything that was predominant (laughs) in the '80s. This is an '80s movie, true all the way. We talk about what makes an '80s movie. Boom, John Hughes. It's the dialogue. It's the not giving a fuck. It's this Mm -hmm. shit was funny as a. 15 year old in 1985 i'm yeah. telling you that and it, to me, i laugh it's now still, it was still funny to me today yeah i mean i it's, do see your problems with bender because yeah up until this viewing i never realized how big of a dick he really was yeah like, i didn't I either was, i used to think he was kind of cool yeah i used to think <laughs> oh, know, okay like, he's oh, just kind of the man. tough guy but but he, he's he's a dick the character dick. is a dick but i see i see a big circle for him I just wish it would have been a little bit plainer. I think yeah. it would have been a little bit better, better served had you realized had it been. And I usually hate this, but a little bit more of a slap on the face. Like he's not yeah. the same guy he was at the beginning of the movie. Eight hours ago, think- he was one guy. Now he's this other guy. And this is the guy he's going to be Monday morning. I don't necessarily buy that he's completely changed. Right. Um, oh, no, I'm sure do- he's still a dick. <laughs> and that's okay i knew i knew those guys see i hung out with every one of those little clicks um yeah. i was able to to wind my way through yeah. a lot yeah. of shit and didn't have to be pigeonholed in it i really laugh at anthony michael hall's uh deal with the shop class i took shop because it'd be easy <laughs> and he was going to kill himself with a fucking flare gun at school ele- because his elephant ele- didn't work but it's very yeah, the trunk. his is his story though as he's telling it at such a young age to be such a goddamn good actor. He, that had a tear in my eye last night watching yeah. him tell that story. And he's talking about, and I, and I pulled the elephant's trunk and, 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 and the light, the, 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 the light wouldn't go on it. And, 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 and it just, I don't understand. And Bender looks at him and goes, you're a fucking asshole. 
He's like, what, well, a fucking right. asshole because I can't build a build a thing? No, you're a fucking asshole because you thought it would be easy. Yep. You know? It's like, yes. So you, you went in thinking one thing, and mm-hmm. then somebody says, well, can you do geography or geometry or whatever? And he goes, I don't want to fucking do geography or geometry, whatever, whatever yeah. the question is. He goes, I don't want to do that. That's the difference between us. I'm perfectly that's- happy. Basically, I'm perfectly happy being what I am. And failing or being you know and this guy wanted the easy way out and he didn't know anything about that the whole of life that whole conversation sums up the movie pretty well, much where they're all sitting around at each other yeah I mean, that's... she gets her to admit she's a virgin <laughs> psycho <You> psycho <laughs> Psycho. You said anything all day. When there was. Lie. Yeah. You just mad because I get you to admit you're a virgin. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that whole conversation. What what happens is Bender's taken out of the class because he um that they go they go to his locker while the principal is down in the basement. They they go out into the hallways and it's funny because everybody follows him. Yeah. Everybody just goes along and they're asking each other, well, why are we doing this? I don't know. Why are we doing this? I don't know. Well, where are we going? I don't know. They all go to Bender's locker. He breaks into his locker and he pulls out this big bag of weed. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's like, what? What, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? And they start walking back down the hallway, back to um, their, their, what is it, the library? They're in the library. They're in the library, yeah. For detention. And they, come across the principal who's got his back to them so they all stop and they all start running the opposite direction and there's by three minutes of them running around the high school yeah trying to get back to the library before the principal does and sees that they're gone they come to a dead end and bender's like fuck you know we're at a dead end he takes the weed he shoves it in michael anthony michael hall's pants it says hold on to this for me and he goes running down the hallway, making a bunch of noise. So he gets caught by the principal while the kids can go back into school. That's that's his moment of sacrifice. That's where it really comes together for me. Like that's where you see he he kind of cares true. about these guys. He does. He doesn't want them to get in any more trouble. But if you look right before he runs, he looks at at uh, Claire. Mm-hmm. And they both make eyes and she knows what he's going to do. And he's doing it for her. Yep. That was he it. He does all that. So she doesn't get in any more trouble. Mm-hmm. He goes off down the hallway. They all go back to the, to the library. He gets caught. He's thrown into a room and that's where him and the principal almost get into a fisticuff. Yeah. But he also and- at that time realizes shit. I, I'm, I am everything this guy is insulting me for. Yeah. He, I want to know what the fuck that joke is. For 40 years, I wanted to know what the fuck that joke is. The joke that he's telling is he's crawling. I want to know the goddamn punchline. If anybody I know, knows it, there probably know. isn't one. <laughs> there, and that's I don't what's think beautiful there is. About I think he's been asked that before in interviews, and he says there isn't a punchline. That was you just know, me. here's here's the great part about that scene. So Bender is crawling through the season, the ceiling, the ceiling. And <laughs> I asked myself last night, 
<laughs> Why the fuck is he telling a joke? This makes no sense. Why would you be talking out loud? And then he falls through right before the punchline is like, that's why. Because it kept me looking and watching. It was just yep. a silly moment in writing and it was beautifully yep. done. Here, and let me talk about that. The, the editing, the sound, yeah. the use of music and everything. I love oh, the music. There's, there's one scene where Bender, he yells, fuck you at Vernon. As and the door it's shut. Bl- as the door oh. shut, it slams. The music hits. It is such a beautiful cut of editing that I just, I was like, wow, that was for slick. Years, I love that. For years, that one piece, that one piece of editing, because the music's swelling up. Yes, the it's just perfect. The sound swelling up. The door, you can hear the door starting to close, and everything comes to a crescendo as the door slams, the music's up, and Bender, and Bender yells, fuck you. Fuck you. And, and the teacher's standing outside the door like, like what? I can't go in there and beat the shit out of this kid. <laughs> and you know he really wants to. <laughs> he really wants to go in there and kick the shit out of Bender, but he doesn't. Yeah. But yeah, that that moment shows a lot of Bender. And the fact that the first turn, the first turn for everybody to actually start kind of liking him is when they're like, Claire's like, shut up, shut up, stop talking. You know, yes. and finally stops talking because of her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and th- this this movie is a good example of why John Hughes is taught film school. Um, he yeah. makes a hell of a movie. And and Molly nailed it in that article I was reading this. He gets so much right. He can yeah. write so well she had she had said in there that she went back and read all his national lampoon stories and stuff when he wrote for national lampoon and everything yeah and because he did vacation which still blows my mind i did not know that he did mr mom as well i had heard something about him being involved he wrote mr mom okay that makes total sense now 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 i see that it's a john hughes film i do too i You know, I always knew John Hughes was prolific in the 80s. I did not right. know he had done so much and has yeah. influenced pop culture as a whole. Um, he is definitely somebody to study. Whether you have issues with his writing or not, you can't deny the man's filmmaking. And yeah. Breakfast and Club is an entertaining film. This. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I, I no, stepped over you. No, you, you're, you're fine. Um, I'm just saying it's, it's a good piece of cinema. Um, mm-hmm. And it should be uh, honored. It's... Uh, I get people not liking it if they watch it now. Uh, right. Janine watched it for the first time last night. She really? had major, major problems with it. I watched it first in the 80s. So yeah. I had a different take on the in the yeah. 80s than I, I did last night. Yeah, I grew up yeah. with it. So I was watching it. I'm playing that back. It's like, why did I think that way then? Okay, things right. have changed and stuff like that. And and, and right. I get it. And like I said, I love the movie. Um, but I... I'll acknowledge that I think I think it has some issues that it, today. It re- yeah. There are certain things yeah. that if I was going to rejig it today, if you, let's say you've got a chance to refilm this and get kids that actually fit all these parts again just as well and just as good at actors, mm-hmm. I, I could see rejigging. A I would change bit. a few things, but I would I don't never think touch I'd change this. Everything <laughs> that you changed, but I don't think I'd. I don't think I'd change much. I mean, there's maybe yeah. a smidgen here, a smidgen there. Yeah. I think um, there's a few things that can be done to John Bender's character because I want to like John. And, um, and I think the turn wasn't, wasn't a slap in the face enough for, for, yeah. for you and watching yeah. it this time around. Cause I always remember him being like the hero, like yeah. the really good, like, like 
you know, all of a sudden I'm a swell guy, but he's not a super swell guy, but he's you not. know he's changed. I mean, you know he's changed yeah. a lot. I wish it would have just been more um more prominent. Um I think yeah. we could get a lot more out of out of John. Um yeah. and so I, I he's not a one-dimensional character by any means. He no, has a no. shitty home life. Um, oh yeah. So it's you feel for him. But he, it's just he lives next door to Molly Ringwald's character in Pretty in Pink. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, he's on the other side of the other side of the tracks. Well, isn't that amazing? <laughs> I mean, John Hughes had, had done, made such a universe with yeah. these actors because and he knew all in they the same could town. Do it. I think I think they're all these movies are supposed to take place in yeah. the same town. In this fictitious part of Sherman? Chicago. Sherman, yeah, Sherman. Sherman. Yeah, that. some subdivision of Chicago that doesn't exist. <laughs> Let's talk about Emilio Estevez's character. Uh, sure, and Andrew Clark, the wrestler. Yes. <laughs> Whenever he says you couldn't be a wrestler, and he says that to. Uh, to, to um, what's his name's character? Judd Nelson's character, and Judd's like, "Oh, I couldn't get all sweaty and, and uh, wrestle around with guys in, in tights." He's like, "I'm not. I don't wear tights. I wear uh, I wear the, the 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 uniform, the allotted uniform." And then he looks over at uh at Michael Anthony Hall for help, and he's like, "Yeah, tights." He's like, Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, do you? <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, you can't even get any help from the kid he's trying to defend. No, <laughs> like, yeah, no, yeah, no, because we all knew that we all knew the jocks, and I, I, this is what I love. Um, for most you of the them characters, all down. It, it, it seems like they all had a backstory, and we uh-huh. all got to see it, and we all had an opportunity to understand or relate, as I did, to some of their mm-hmm. stories. I can take bits and yeah. pieces from damn near every one of them. It's like, that was me. That oh, was, yeah. you know, yeah. growing up and seeing yeah. that. And I think it's um, I think it's wonderfully done um, on that. And I find it interesting that the one thing that saves them or that brings them all together uh-huh. is weed. I'm just saying. Yeah. That's what's funny. Don't that I'm there. not going to smoke that. Don't, you better not light up in here, buddy. You better, And the first one up? Claire. The latest, the latest South Park, <laughs> the latest South Park movie um, is the post-COVID special part two. Uh-huh. Um, the one thing that healed the divide in this country between everybody fighting with each other <laughs> was they mailed out a jar of weed to everybody in the U.S. and every, that might it work. It might work. <laughs> it I, you know, just... I'm making a joke, but it's really fucking true. <laughs> So, um, but the secret saying, is everybody's got to light up at the same fucking time, yeah, and then it's going to be all right. <laughs> it's okay, man. I don't know why we're fighting. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. But, but so him, that, that was him telling his story, like when they're all sitting around telling the story of why they're there. Yeah, that's killing him. He that's what that he he really he that kid's got the acting chops. Even at, again, he is twenty twenty one there. Yeah. Uh, Judd Nelson was about 20, 21. They were all um, young. Yeah. Uh, Ellie, uh, Ellie Sheedy was in her 20s. Molly Ringwald and Anthony Michael Hall were both like 16. Yeah, they were younger. both minors. So, yeah. so when it was break time, the guy, though, the rest of them would go get a beer. Those two would be doing homework together. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what a great, what, what a great thing to do. I mean, when you hear that, you're like, that's so sweet. But how odd would it be for you as Judd Nelson? 2022 granted molly ringwald is a beautiful 16 year old kid she's absolutely gorgeous but you're in your 20s and you have to pretend to like this girl you have to pretend to flirt with her that would be very uncomfortable yeah he did it so effortlessly and that was great so well 
and I think I, as far as I know, these guys all kind of keep in touch. That you know, oh, I'm sure over the years. But I mean, my God, but they were all in movies off and on together. Through you know, especially Molly and Mike. I mean, they they were in yeah. several movies together. Um, but his character of, of the wrestler telling the story of why he's there, that's fucking heart wrenching. You're like, oh my God, yeah. And then it's breaking his heart that that kid maybe had to go home and let his parents know what happened. Yeah, I thought that was a well done piece because it, yeah. it throws you in and it gives him humanity to somebody who um, who I personally was bullied by the jocks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I never had my butt cheeks taped together, but <laughs> I can relate to that story. It's like, wow. I mean, there's a lot there's a lot of heart here. There's a lot of heart here. So um, all of that being said. I will give my final impressions of Breakfast Club. It is a must watch. Um, If you are a fan of cinema, you have to watch this for a lot of things. The way he developed characters that interact with each other. And thanks to you, I now look at Judd Nelson's character a little bit differently as the one thing that makes it all happen. You don't have the Breakfast Club without John Bender. And, and it uh, never dawned on me until last night when I started because we bought, we watched these. We were not critics. I do not consider myself a critic. It's two guys, two friends sitting down yeah. talking about movies that we like. But I do look at these a little bit more critically than I used to, especially yeah. when I know we're going to like review something. And last night is the first time it dawned on me who his character was. And I was like, oh, my God, if I look at Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey or his some of the mythos that I've read, oh, yeah. all the Joseph Campbell books I've read, I'm like, who who are these characters? And I'm picking out the characters. Who's the most important one? The one everybody hates initially. What is he doing? He's dragging this out of them. Who does that in, in these Joseph Campbell stories? It's always the Joker. It's always the prankster God. It's always the monkey God. He is the monkey God. He is... He's the guy who comes down and yeah, don't look around. There's no monkeys around you. I thought I, thought I heard one. <laughs> that's a Sasquatch. Um, a Sasquatch. That's a Sasquatch. Um, but he's the god. He, he's he's the the character that's pulling it. And it's the first time last night that I realized it. I was because I looked over at Cat and I was like, oh my god, that that's who this guy is. And it's mind boggling. It's just since you did that. Yeah, it is. It is. And it, it really shows his talent. I mean, this this man was amazing. Um, he did yeah. a lot of great stuff yeah. and he got it. He got it so well. I, you know, Such we, we have we have 16 candles coming up. I fucking love that movie love so 16. much. You talk about a, a politically incorrect movie. 16 candles, folks. It go absolutely watch. is. Go watch it now. Go watch it. Weird go watch science. It. Weird science. Politically I haven't seen that story. forever, and I know I'm going to have issues with weird science. And I, I know think I weird have... science should be the next one because sure. I want I want 16 candles, which to me, though I love the last two that we've watched, and I yeah. do love weird science. 16 candles to me, that's the penultimate. I agree. Uh, John Hughes film for me. I for would me. agree 100 percent for yeah. me as well. For yeah. me as well. You mentioned Sasquatch earlier, some Sasquatches. Uh-huh. Um, for our listeners out there, David and I are actually in a short film 
called the skunk ape. And that's about a Florida version of the Sasquatch or Bigfoot, if you will. And we play our characters that we created, Donnie Jones and Skeeter. If you are in the Gulf Coast region of Florida and Alabama uh, in February, Pensacon is a huge, huge fucking convention in this area. We have a short film that we are in is showing there. So if you're in, oh, they're going to show it there. It is. It is part of the okay. selection. Okay, cool. So Very cool. I, I meant to tell you that, and I realized uh, it autocorrected to something. You just said Pensacola, not Pensacon, is what I meant. But yeah, it is. It is in Pensacon. Um, all I so, said is Dave. All I all I read, Scott, was Dave. You're an asshole. I didn't. Yeah, I just that was uh, high. That's usually that's how I say hi. I don't just call people an asshole. So weird science next week. Weird science next. Week. I'm in. Yeah, definitely. I want to res- reserve uh, sixteen candles. It is one of my all time yeah. favorite movies. Um, just just to reiterate this movie. Um, it, it may not be for everyone. Uh, if you're as old as Scott and I, you're probably going to like it. You're probably going to yeah. remember it watching. Oh yeah. I remember that. And, and look at it with a different eye. Don't, don't look at it with the crap you've been looking at for the last 20 or 30 years. Okay. <laughs> Especially for the last eight to 10 years, just yeah. get that out of your head. Enjoy this movie for what it was. It was, uh, all the different sex in school. The 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 jocks, the preppies, the nerds, the the stoners. It was it had every, the weirdos, mm-hmm. it had everybody in there. And I personally was friends with all of them. Yeah. And I was all of them, except the jocks. Yeah. I knew a jocks. I could hang out with jocks, but I was never on any of the teams. I was never I was never that guy. Um, but I, I could hang out with the preppies as easily as I could hang out with the stoner. In in the case of living where I lived earlier in my life, I could let, hang out with the stoners or I could hang out with the rednecks. I was comfortable around everybody. Yeah. Um, and I was lucky enough to be invited. If one of my friends got invited, the 12 of us or whatever many there were, <laughs> we're all going there too. So he wrote very well. John Hughes. Oh, God, yeah. You, to say he was a good writer is, isn't praise enough as far as I'm no. concerned. This man no, he's, he's was great prolific writer. in his writing. You yes. like who he wants you to like. You dislike who he wants you to dislike. And then you start liking again who he wants you to start liking, even though you started out disliking them. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, it's it's he's, he's a genius. It's well done. Well done. Yeah. I would put him right up there with Jane Austen. Honestly. All right. And I and I'm a huge Jane Austen fan. I love watching all the old movies. I like right. reading her. And she was another one who, when she wrote a character for you to dislike, by today's standards or her time period standards, you dislike that person. And when you want to feel sympathy, boom, she got that sympathy. That takes a skill. That yeah. That takes a skill, and that takes so, knowing people. And I highly uh, recommend this movie. Absolutely highly recommend it. I would agree 100 percent. Um, there's not a movie we're watching this month that I don't recommend. Uh so no, no, next up is uh is it Anthony Michael Hall and who's the other actor? I don't remember the kid's name, but I don't know if he did anything after this. I really and this don't. is a very early appearance of Bill Paxton, the late great Bill Paxton. Yes, yes. so gone that, way too soon. Chet. He's a Marine or he wants to be Marine. Chet. Yeah. Chet, right? Yeah, I Chet. think so. I think it's Chet. So I don't remember. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, but I always love seeing Bill Paxton because that right. he really always brings it. So join us next week for Weird Science, another John Hughes film. 
And until then, have a good week. Have a good night, folks. Happy New Year.